0: Today, it's Eric, uh, alone, sorry we're a day late, some personal stuff popped up yesterday, so we moved yesterday's interview with my friend Kate, who is the marketing extraordinaire, she is the galactic empress of all things marketing and promotion for the Imagination Station, Kate will join in a little bit because they have the the, the Key Bank Theater, did I get that right? Um, it opened, but then it didn't really open. So there's a lot of things going on with the Imagination Station. More than anything here during Women's History Month, they have a great Girl Power Summit happening. We're going to talk to Kate about that in just a couple of minutes. First, hopefully you saw the story by now that um, Pete Caden's has done it again. Last year was an incredible story, and there, I, I hope I said this last year. I'll say it now. There will not be a better story in Toledo than this. Anytime, all year long. Pete Cadence, if I got this thing right, he grew up in Otto Hills. I think he resides out in Chicago now. He is very wealthy, and he paid last year for every Scott High School senior who wanted to go to college for their education and for one of their parent or legal guardians as well. If you're a Scott senior, and uh, there's a couple of very tiny hoops to jump through, but he is paying for Scott high school seniors and one parent or legal guardian to go and get a higher education that I would guess in many cases these kids can't afford, these families can't afford, or if they did, it would put them into debt forever. Um, Wealth is a very complicated topic, and I don't want to stumble all over myself, so I'll do my best to keep this simple. Um, as I have become less and less of a sports fan, I follow sports. I know it pretty well, but I don't root per se. Um, and I've tried to dissuade my friends from rooting for their teams, but it's impossible because it's it's in our DNA. It's, it's part of civic pride. If you grew up around here, you're a Lions or Browns fan. You're an Indians or Tigers fan. Where I grew up, it was Phillies, Eagles, Flyers, Sixers, Penn State, some of the college. It's part of where you grow up. You have pride for the sports teams. They represent your city. So I know it is very hard to not be a fan. But the truth is, those are businesses. The owners buy those so they can make money. And there's, there's some math that needs to be done. But in many cases, it doesn't pay for the owner to continue to pay to get better players when the amount of money they make in comparison to just staying with the status quo, they're can just they just happy with that. So, and I get it. Every owner of a pro sports team, and this is not going to be super sports. I'm going to bring this back to Mr. Cadence. Every owner of a pro sports team is a billionaire several times over. So, when my friends... Are like, why can't they pay twenty million dollars more to get this player for this team that could potentially make them a champion? I get it. You're frustrated as a fan. But that would be like, hey, you, why don't you go one step above and get the get that orange juice or or get get the filet mignon instead of just the flank steak? Whoa, wait a second. I don't want to pay that much. The flank steak is good enough. No, 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 do it. Get get the filet. Get the filet. Go with the fil- get the uh, Get the ninety-eight percent, ninety-eight and two ground beef instead of the ninety-three seven or the eighty-eight twelve. Whoa, 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 the eighty-eight twelve is just fine for me. Who are you telling me to go into another to go to go to this cost and spend that? I am good with. Is that a decent comparison? I hope it is. Now, granted, uh, I am not rooting for you to eat better or anything like that, but you are rooting for your team, so you think by getting. Better, better players, which often cost more. Um, they'll it's good for you. You'll win a championship because ultimately that's what you want from your teams. But remember, the owners just want to make money. And sometimes even if even though they're worth five billion dollars, that 20 million is money they don't want to spend. Maybe when they do the math, they're like, it's not, it's not worth it. I'm totally fine being the seventh best team in the league, rather than maybe the second or third and maybe winning a title. I'm just not gonna make that much more money than if I'm the seventh best team. So I'm gonna keep the money in my pocket. Um, And whether they came into that wealth through incredibly hard work with 100-hour weeks or generational wealth or privilege, again, as I have disconnected from being a fan, I have stopped going, yeah, you should spend that money on that player. It's your money. In the same way that I'm not going to tell you, get the 98.2 ground beef. not going to tell that person how to spend their money. And I don't care how little or how much you make. I'm not going to tell you in most cases how to spend your money unless you're being reckless or dangerous with it and throwing all your money away. It's your money. You earned it. You earned whatever wealth or you earned what very little money you have. I'm not going to tell you how to spend it unless maybe you ask me. Um, Redistribution of wealth, CEOs making how many ever times more than the average employee than they were in the 50s and 60s, it's massive and it sucks. You hate penny-pinching rich people who won't throw an extra couple of bucks, which really maybe won't cost the rich person that much money to help the middle-class person out. It sucks. It sucks. But as I've told you before, you know that's the game. It's poker, not blackjack, like with employment. If you believe you deserve to be paid more, you can ask and you can leave and find somebody else to get you to pay that. Um, you always have that option to walk away. You have that option to not root for that team because that owner doesn't spend how you want them to spend on your favorite team. But I think one way um, that we can close that that gap between classes, if in just a very small way, is if more people do what Pete Cadence and the Help program did. He didn't give anybody money. He gave people an opportunity. Um, he could have easily written a check. Let, let's say a higher education, a hundred grand, hundred grand. I, I don't know. I don't know what, what it means. If one kid wants to go to UT, if another kid wants to go to Harvard and another kid wants to go to Florida state, I don't know if it's just like every kid get X amount of dollars or wherever they go, it gets paid for. But he gave them an opportunity. He could have just written them a check and said, Here's 100 grand. You know, make the most out of your life. I'm giving this money to you. Do what you think is best. He's giving them the opportunity to get into higher education, which maybe some of these kids are the first ones in their family to go for. They don't have to worry about um, money at all. They can concentrate on their education and make the most out of it. And hopefully, then be able to pass that on and be, and, and start the beginning of generational wealth, which can hopefully close some of that gap. So again, I, get, I think the upshot here is I'm not going to tell people how to spend their money, uh, but there are more, the more port- Pete cadence we have in the world who are saying, "Hey, you know what? I got, I got a billion dollars. If I give the three and a half million, which is what th- what this program will cost for the Scott kids and their legal guardians to go to higher education, three and a half million dollars, it's it's not much. It means more to me to give to these kids." Um, than me having the the billion dollars. So and again, um it is also hard for me to tell tell those people who are many zeros and commas removed from who and what I am. How to spend their money because I'm not in their shoes. My last point here: while I wish there were more Pete Cadens who would give many, many opportunities in mass like this. Like this wasn't one kid. Like when Steve Taylor is so kind to give one kid a free car at the end of every school year in Perrysburg, or this year I think it was regionally. It's every it's every senior at the school. This is incredible. Um, but if you were you know if you worked hard. You were maybe middle class of whatever growing up and then all of a sudden you become filthy rich. Like you're as upper class as upper class gets. You have you you will likely have become disconnected from your roots. Not all the time, not everybody, but I think most people. And then to tell that person Like, hey, your taxes are going to go up X amount. Like, hell yeah, you're going to vote for the other side because that's money out of your pocket. Just tell if you were middle class, you're like, hey, your taxes are going to go up. You're like, hell no, I'll vote for the other person because we all want as much money in our pocket as possible. And again, when you establish a certain lifestyle for yourself as that rich person... It is very hard to be more austere. If all of a sudden you're making $10 million and you've created a $10 million lifestyle for you and your family, and then something happens and then all of a sudden you're making $2 million, you, me, you're like, yeah, of course I can live off of that. You, give me $10 million for the rest of my life. I'll be, give me $2 million total for the rest of my life. I'll be fine. But we're different from them. Remember, this person has established a different lifestyle and maybe they didn't have the foresight to go, this money could go away at some point. So that's why I will not be critical of that person. I'll suggest, hey, maybe do what Pete Cadence did. Hey, maybe sign that player so my fanatic friends can get the player on the team that they love to root for. But I'm not going to compel you to do it. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to demand that you do it. It's your money. In the same way that someone on the other end of the spectrum, you earn that money or however little money that may be. I'm not going to tell you how to spend it unless you're being reckless. dangerous it's your money you earned it in whatever way shape form possible in the same way that i don't know how that rich person got their money so i'm going to keep my nose mostly out of it i don't know what got that person on the other end of the spectrum into that situation where they're clawing for every penny if they if they ask i'll offer some insight but i'm not gonna tell you how to spend your money I hope this made sense. The work to use more peak cadence in offering opportunity to help close that gap that so many of us rightly complain about. Um, I'm wrong for not having had drinks with her for like three years now. I owe her. But she is my friend. She is the empress of all things marketing and promotion at the Imagination Station talk about things going on there and beyond. Uh, my friend, Kate Boomer Pixler. I miss you.
1: I know. I don't see anyone
0: anymore. I know. I was gonna ask you before we talk about the girl power stuff. And by the way, when I posted that on the show page, um, I was getting likes on it days after. So That's awesome. uh, yeah, people were really interested in. I, well, we'll get to that. Last time we'll we last time we spoke, I think you we you were like ten days out from um, doing the grand opening <laughs> of the KeyBank Theater. Um, yeah. And then that you just and, and then the, the 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 facility. What do you call? What do you call the imagination station? You call it the building? What do you call it? Science center. The science center. And then the science center was going to open up. And then uh, I saw Tony Geftos out there, grand opening. And it's like, shut it all down. Nobody go anywhere. Yep. Yep. Was that October? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It would have been. It would have been late October.
0: Okay. Yeah. So. Early uh, October. Yeah. So what's been going on since then?
1: Gosh, I tell you, you know, it, it seems like we would be slow, but we are still really busy. Um, we still have a ton of virtual program going on. We're releasing a new tinkering activity every month um, where members can pick up a free kit and watch the video and do what we normally would do in the building at home. Um, so virtual birthday parties. Um, we have our team going out to um, a homeschool program up in Michigan As well to perform, to conduct their science lessons. And, um, you know, other virtual programming is still going. People are coming in and renting just like the kids' space learning world on its own. Um,
0: But the building is closed to the public, right?
1: The building is closed to the public.
0: Got we're it. still here. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Well, it sounds like you're pretty functional and, and making the most of it. And I'm guessing, uh, it's, it's not the worst thing in the world to be closed right now, because whether you were open or closed there, it would still <laughs> look like, um, uh, a dystopian future down the street from you. Cause you probably can't even get to, to the science center right now. Right.
1: You, you can, it's not easy, but you can get here. Um, and you just never know when the traffic pattern is going to change. We right. usually get about a 24-hour notice before it's going to switch. So we found out yesterday it was switching for today.
0: Oh, look at that. Yes. Yeah. So, again, not the worst thing in the world that you're not open right now, so you can just not have to deal with all the summit traffic and, and the construction and the demoing?
1: It's, it's, it's interesting down here. It is very interesting.
0: But what, we, we
1: miss everybody, though.
0: What do you mean by Interesting.
1: The amount of construction and the difference that Summit Street is going to look like here really soon, people are going to be surprised when they get here.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it's it's got to be done before the Solheim Cup, which is August?
1: September. Well, August, late August, early September.
0: Okay, yeah, which we'll we'll be here before we know it. And I was asking, I forget who I asked last week, I asked them... Is the Seagate demo the slowest demolition in the history of knocking buildings down? Like, couldn't they just send, like, a horde of kindergartners through the building? It'll be down (laughs) in an hour with the way the kids can destroy things. But somebody told me that they had to be very careful and delicate with the demo as to not disrupt the growth or whatever's happening at Fort Industry Square. Yep.
1: Yeah. So it's it's amazing what's going on over at Fort Industry Square, too. I mean, they have completely redone the... The fronts of the buildings. I mean, windows have been out. New windows put in. It's it's going to be pretty amazing when it's all done.
0: That's my favorite building in in, in Toledo. Yeah, I, I love that building. Um, it's
1: going to be nice to see it full.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because I know that when you were when you were a young thing doing downtown things, did you go? Didn't they have a jazz bar, a martini bar in there?
1: Yeah, like down underneath.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that was like the last thing, and I I, I got to go over there. When some of our old radio stations were there before everything got out of that building. And it was it was creepy and eerie, but also it was it was like being transported back into the 70s. But a cool experience I, nonetheless.
1: I haven't seen any of the like final plans for, for what it's going to look like. But just watching the progress is pretty cool.
0: Where, have you heard about the, the restaurant that we're getting in there?
1: I just saw that the other day in the news.
0: Yeah. Bobcat Bonnie's it's like a brunch spot. And then they're going to do uh, like old pinball and arcade games in the, in the basement, um, that they have.
1: I think that ought to be pretty popular.
0: Yeah. Well, you came on to talk about your place, so I'm excited that things seem to be going well. The other day I was, uh, I spend way too much time on Twitter and I've been endeavoring to make it a better experience for myself. And I'm like, I've got Twitter's not going to change the rules. I've got to winnow away people that I follow and I'm going through my list. And you know who popped up? We did Carl. No, I kept you Carl. Okay, good. Carl, Carl Carl hasn't tweeted since it's either of October of last year or the year before. So I said, unfollow. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think I might, uh, I might like Jeff more now than, than super scientist Carl. I will, um, I will let,
1: I just wait till they hear
0: that. No, you shouldn't. That, I, uh,
1: I, can't, I can't wait to hear their reaction.
0: I want you to pass the word along. I want you to just, you know, next time, do you do like zoom meetings with the science guys or do they come in?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We, they're here. I mean, they're here. We do zoom meetings and
0: well, when socially you see-
1: distance. Crazy experiment
0: still. When you see Carl, just whisper him and be like, Hey, I I heard through the grapevine, Eric Chase unfollowed you on Twitter because you don't tweet. So...
1: And he thinks Jeff's cooler than you. That's what you
0: really got. That's really what you got to say. Right, 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 right. Cooler. I mean, <laughs> Carl is probably the better, more veteran scientist. Like, he could be up there with, like, yes. the NASA people that I love. But he just doesn't do anything. Like, it's, it's lousy content. And all the <laughs> stuff that those guys blow up, there's so many cool things happening that they should be putting that out. I guess I could I could just see it on the main page. But it's Carl. Like, you're the yeah. science guy. Give me science, Carl.
1: Carl creates a lot of content for me and I have to use it first. That's kind of the rule.
0: I like it. Um th- this girl power thing, it's is it the 14th through the 20th? Yes. Like, <laughs> I don't I it,
1: Eric, you know, I don't even know what date it is some days anymore.
0: Well, having a having a, <laughs> yes, a te- having is. a teenager or a preteen like Nora will do that to you. Well,
1: you know, teenagers
0: are a challenge, but fun. Yes, the 14th through the 20th. Okay, and um there are some pretty big. Na- well, these are very decorated, distinguished people. People might not know the names. The uh, Katie Sowers jumped out to me because I was familiar with mm-hmm. her from being in like NFL news circles, and she's sure, sure. she's accomplished she's some cool. things that no other woman has. But who are some of these women mm-hmm. that will be? It's all virtual. It's a virtual summit, it, correct?
1: It is. It is, and actually, it's all pre-recorded. Ooh. Um, so the nice thing is, is we're releasing a new, for those who have registered, you don't get the link if you haven't registered, so there's still time. Um, For each morning, we will release a new video from, they're actually local STEM professionals, all of them are local, um, and then an activity that our extreme scientists have done to go along with it. Um, So we've got everything from, you know, someone from for Solar, to the Andersons, to Buckeye Broadband. All of them
0: are. Are you not, pre- are you not, amazing- are you not prepared for this interview, young lady? Do I have to drop you down from um, marketing empress to marketing well, peasant?
1: No, why would you say that?
0: I'll, here, I'll, I'll give you the names and you can give me a thought. Can I, can we do that?
1: Oh, geez, Eric.
0: Katie Eric, Sowers. Eric. Oh, well,
1: I mean. Katie's our keynote speaker. Right. Okay. Her her story is is gonna be pretty amazing for these young girls to listen to. From breaking the glass ceiling in the NFL to her kinesiology background and how science and stems still applies even into her job at the nfl absolutely i don't think anyone would think that that would tie in
0: so. i would i would because the the body that that she's a she's a coach first openly uh gay coach in the league mm-hmm. and i think she recently moved teams i think she was with arizona or san francisco but she's moved around but yeah like football players the human body is a machine so obviously all the stem stuff goes right into that we just look at it a little bit differently
1: Exactly.
0: Paulina Bourgeois. She's a developmental engineer for First Solar.
1: She works with solar panels. She's in the lab testing and experimenting and seeing what works and what doesn't work. She's got a pretty cool story in her video. I can't give it all away, though, Eric. you got to watch them.
0: I will. Um, Am I allowed? About, about, you, I'm not yeah, a girl. I'll give you the
1: link. I'm sorry. I'll give you the link.
0: Well, I mean, I'll register, but I, it, it, it's open to all, right?
1: It really is. It really okay. is open to all.
0: all right, Sarah the f- reason
1: we call it girl power though is because women and girls are very underrepresented in stem fields and studies show that if girls are not interested in stem and the possibility of stem careers by their time they're in the eighth grade they're most likely not going to pursue one anyway
0: all right um tiana norwood from Prometica.
1: tiana is really cool tiana is actually a neighbor of mine Um, She started her career as a nurse, um, and now she's kind of filtered into more of, she's still a nurse, but she's helping our community in a different way. Um, You know, one of the examples she gives is that she helps underrepresented moms maybe find a crib for their child, so their child is in an environment that'll help them thrive.
0: Okay. Uh, Dr. Angelica Vasquez-Ortega.
1: She is a professor at Bowling Green State University in the Geochemistry Department, um, and her story is really about how she kind of didn't realize this was what she wanted to do, um, but loves working with students and getting them excited about STEM, too.
0: Girl Power, March 14th through the 20th, since you don't know, at the, at the Imagination Station, girls in grades 3 virtually. through 8. Virtually. Uh, get to see uh, all the interviews and then the experiments after, but there's a little bit of a fee there, the activity kits. It's $20, Correct.
1: That's right. So you can sign up for free. This year is the first year, thanks to our very generous sponsors, that we've been able to offer the event free. Um, but they do, if they do want to participate with the activities, um, we do have kits available for $20 um, because we're close enough to the event. They're just available for pickup now. Okay. Um, but they include all the supplies you would need to do all the activities.
0: Awesome. Um, how many The years- other thing
1: they can, Eric, is if they want, they can also register for just Katie's Keynote.
0: Okay, cool. How long have you guys been doing this?
1: Since our 6th year.
0: Oh, well, I'm glad to find out about it now.
1: Took you long enough.
0: I know. Sometimes I miss things. Oh, your we friends. You are the uh, you are the centerpiece of my imagination station universe. So all if if you don't tell me or, or if you're not doing it, somehow I might miss it. Well, then there's Carl too, but we're going to bust him down. Um what's so what's up with the theater now? What what are we doing here? It it'll, it'll be, you know, up and running when when might you guys open up again to the public?
1: Well, hopefully soon. Um, we're hoping to be able to release that date here in the very near future. We are having conversations and with as quickly as everyone's getting vaccinated, um, we have high hopes that that date's coming soon.
0: Um, let me ask the hard journalist question. What's stopping you from <laughs> doing it now within the capacity that the governor has allowed?
1: Well, you know, I think the biggest thing with us is we are a science center and we want to set the example. And if they're telling us to socially distance and, you know, they just now have really started to open things up and increase the numbers. Um of what they'll allow. So now is more of a time for us to say, okay, what do we need to do? Let's get it done and let's get open.
0: Okay. Fair enough.
1: Let's bring the rest of our team back.
0: Um, Any uh, any last minute things we need to know about uh, the imagination station moving forward?
1: You know, I think the biggest thing to us is just reminding people that, that even though our doors are closed, we're still here working hard to provide informal science education to the community just in a different way.
0: Um, Um, I was thinking When I was watching The Perseverance thing A couple of weeks ago I'm sure you know About that right Because you're A a science nerd
1: We watched it on the giant screen in the theater.
0: That's what I was thinking. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I, I wish none of this was happening because this is the this is the perfect programming that you would have been able to invite people to watch at the center, yep. but, you know, hey, COVID and all that. But there will be many more um, many Mars more. landings and Neptune warp speed jumps and all these things.
1: <laughs> all those things. But you're right. That is a really awesome example of what we can do in the theater. Things like that we'll be able to show Live. And let me tell you, seeing it land on something like that as opposed to on a TV screen or a computer screen is pretty cool.
0: Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, I was learning out just watching the Twitter videos where Carl is in, And to, to see that on a massive screen, which is top quality. I know we talked about this last time. It's it's comparable to um, what the IMAX stuff. Like it's a beautiful screen.
1: It's beautiful. It is. It is 4K. Um, it doesn't get much better than that. It's 58 feet wide. It's pretty cool.
0: Um, do you have any questions for me?
1: I don't think I've ever had somebody who's been interviewing me ask me if I have questions for you.
0: Well, we're friends, so th- <laughs> this, is, this is your opportunity. I mean, we, we, can t- friends. We, I can, we can take a second, and I know it's, it's very belated, but I saw it, and then you ignored me. Um, so happy belated birthday to your daughter, Nora.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah You're she, welcome. Um, she's, she's 13 okay. and keeps me on my toes. I was to say, though, I'm not old enough to have a 13-year-old, Eric. I don't know what happened.
0: Uh, well, I don't want to walk through that process, because, uh, I mean, it, it, this is, well, this is a PG-18 podcast, but I'm sure you know how it happened, and right, right, right. yes, you are old enough to have a 13-year-old, so, I mean, I espe- I especially as being the science lady, uh, procreating definitely falls <laughs> under STEM, I'll just let you leave it at that. There we go. And, and one day, maybe maybe when Nora's 15 or 35, she'll be as cool or cooler than the one and only Leah Haggerty. Oh, see, every time I tell her you say that,
1: she gets mad at
0: you. Good. You know what? That, she can hate listening to the podcast. and No, don't listen to the podcast. It's for adults. She can hate listening to the radio show.
1: Well, you know, she she she, uh, she still was very offended the one day that she was trying to get you to play a song for her and you wouldn't do it.
0: Good, good. I mean, let them learn disappointment now as opposed to when they're 35. I do have one <laughs> last, I have one serious last question. Okay. Um, I've been talking, well, I've already spoken several times with Whitney from Thread. Am I, can we make the announcement that I'm the official host of the Kids Zone at Jeep Fest, the Imagination Station this summer? <laughs>
1: You know, Eric, I have no idea what Kid Zone is going to look like yet, but obviously, we would love to have you as a part of it.
0: Okay, well then, I'll just keep bugging Whitney to make sure that I show up there, and we can launch more of Carl's two-liter soda bottles out into the water or near the water,
1: or near the waters. And once in a while, when we do our water rocket challenge, a couple of them may end up going in.
0: Yeah, that was—it's always a fun time with you guys out there. There's a, it, it you always have something to do.
1: That's what we're here for. We're here for that. Accidental learning, as we like to call it.
0: I like that. Um, that's not how Nora came along, right?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Well, thanks for taking a couple of minutes. Uh, watch your text messages. Try to reply within a day or so, and we'll. You have, know, I'll do better. Yeah, do better, do better, and we'll have drinks one of these one of these lifetimes.
1: One of these lifetimes, as things start to open up and we're all vaccinated.
0: All right. Bye.
1: Bye.